This is the Open Podcast, designed to raise awareness about the LGBTQ plus experience and shed light on the LGBTQ plus issues and challenges. It is our hope that increased awareness will foster respect and support for this community. We offer this podcast with open hearts and open minds, and we are open to talk about it. Welcome to the Open Podcast. Hi, everybody. This is Sammy Stussy. I'm a nurse uh, on the clinical team at MDS. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. And I'm here today with my daughter. Uh, Honey, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Veronica. I go by V. My pronouns are she, her, or fay and fair. Uh, We're here today to talk about transgender and transitioning in the workplace. Okay, V. Let's let's start out with the whole pronoun thing, right? Because I get more questions about this. I understand the she, her, but I don't get the fay fair. Can you explain that to me a little bit? Sure. So we're all used to pronouns like she, her, he, him, they, them. Um, Fay fair is what we call a neo pronoun, which is kind of like a new pronoun. Um, There's a few others that people may have heard, like Zzer. It's kind of... I've only been using it for a few months now, and I've been using it kind of to raise more awareness for uh, the pronouns that aren't normally heard or seen every day. I do find, however, that people don't tend to use them, so that's mostly why I just stick with she, her most of the time. I see. Um, So what about they, their? I've had people comment to me that they understand that, that some individuals want to use they, their, theirs, but grammatically they have trouble with that. So what, can you explain kind of what, why somebody would choose they, their, theirs? So a lot of people choose they, their, or they, or they, them, as we usually say, um, because they don't feel that he, him, or she, her fits them properly. Uh, Or maybe they feel they're both he and her or other other reasons. Uh, Those people are usually considered non-binary. Um, it isn't actually, believe it or not, a, uh, grammatical issue. Uh, we use singular they, them all the time. Like if somebody took your new sneakers and you said, somebody broke into my car and they took my new sneakers, you're using they, them there without, without any issue. Oh, that's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) I never really thought about it that way. That's interesting. Um, okay, so let's let's talk a little bit about um, your coming out. So you came out to your father and I about five years ago. And, and at that point, I know, don't you say now that you're five years old? Aren't you five years old now? Uh, I will be five years old when my birthday comes around. Okay. So how long, when you came out to us, how long did you know that you were transgender? Um, at that point, I would say I probably knew at least 15 to 20 years, and I was 35 when I went full-time. So since I was a teenager, I've really known. Um, when I was in middle school, I used to cross-dress behind your back. Um, and so I it kind of, I didn't, I didn't really accept it in myself until just before I came out to you and dad, but when I was younger... Like, I, I knew that something was different. I knew that something was there. I just didn't have the words to put to it. Hmm. Okay. Um, so 
were your was uh, your dad and I the first ones that you did come out to? No, I came out to a handful of other people before you, but you two were both very high on my priority list because I knew that if I came out to my sisters before I came out to you and dad, you both would hear it before I got a chance to tell you. So you were the first in the family to know. Um, I came out to Kelly, who was my wife at the time, uh, a little before that. Uh, and I also had a friend or two that I'd come out to that I knew would be accepting and were within the LGBTQ community already. So I knew that they would understand when I came to them. Mm -hmm. I, I will remember that day, I think, always, because <laughs> if you recall correctly, you called me and invited your father and I over. Uh, I think you called me like on a Wednesday or Thursday and said, "What? will you and dad like to come over for coffee and dessert on Saturday? And I was like, okay. And when I hung up the phone, I turned to your dad and I said, I think they want to borrow money. <laughs> That's what I thought was coming. But then when we got there, you you probably remember you you beat around the bush and we're having mm -hmm. dessert and you're not saying anything. And then suddenly you were on call for work and you got called into work and you didn't have a whole lot of choice. Um, yeah. And finally you had to tell us. Do you remember that? Yes, I do remember that day. Uh, I was super nervous. Uh, I, you had always told me when I was little that uh, you would love me no matter what. And I remember, I remembered that. And I kept telling myself, you know, mom's going to love me no matter what. I, but there was this little part of me that was like, yeah, but she never specifically said she would love you if you were trans. She said she would love you if you were gay, but never if you were trans. And I knew you would. And it just, it was so hard to get the words out. And we finally sat down and I had you in front of me. I had dad on, on my left side and I had Kelly on my right side. And I'm looking right at you because you're the person that I was, I was mostly telling. Because you do the majority of the, or you did the majority of the emotional labor in that relationship, at least from my point of view. And so I was like, mom, there's something I want to tell you. And I remember that you looked at me and, and you said, spit it out, honey, just say it. And so I said, okay. And I said, I'm, I, at that point I was saying, I think I'm trans, which later evolved into, I am trans as I realized, you know, no, this isn't something you just think, this is something you are. Um, but yeah, I said, I think I'm trans. And the first thing you asked me was, what does that mean? And I took it, I took what you said as what does that mean to you? So I remember specifically specifying, well, I, I feel I need to transition to become a woman, to live life as a woman. Um, yeah, I remember saying, what does that mean? And you're right. I did mean, what does that mean to you? Um, and and I do remember saying at the time, well, you know, I said, I, I reiterated, you know, I, I'll love you no mm -hmm. matter what. And um, so, and I remember um, driving home with your dad afterwards and we got in the car and waved to you and Kelly and we're pulling out and your dad said to me, well, I didn't see that coming. And I immediately burst into tears and it wasn't because you were transgender. It wasn't because I was upset about that. It was because I was upset that you, my child, 
had been struggling with this, as you just told me, 15 years. And I didn't know. I should have known I'm your mother. And I remember afterwards, you and I had many, many email conversations uh, in the next couple of weeks, which was easier for both of us to have email, I think, than talking in person at that point. Uh, And I remember you said to me, mom, how could you know? I didn't know. How could you know? So, yeah, that was that was quite quite a powerful time. Yeah, and those email conversations we had were were I think kind of like the catalyst that brought us closer together. Oh. I think since I've transitioned, our relationship has changed a lot. It's blossomed a lot, and I think those emails were a big part of that. Oh, I I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, it, I think all of that brought us so much closer. So. So, okay. So enough about us, honey. Um, so <laughs> you came out to your dad and I, and then you, you came out to the rest of the family, at least your sisters relatively quickly. Yeah, I did. I came out to you and dad, like we said, like it was a Saturday or Sunday. And then I came out to one sister Monday and I came out to the other two, like the next day after that. And I remember that you had told me I had to come out to the one because you were going to New York City with her that weekend and that you wouldn't be able to hold it in for that whole weekend. So I had to come out to her. So I did. And and again, I think I've gotten so much closer to all three of my sisters because of that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So so relatively, you know, no negative experiences amongst friends and family, pretty much. Correct. Not really. Um, I've had a few, uh, like, um, I've had a few family members that are, you know, kind of outside of social circles that I would, inter- you know, be part of anyways, um, like one or two, but family, or but friends have been great. I've always been very specific about choosing my friends. And yeah, family's been, been amazing as well. Yeah. Okay. So, so let's talk about work coming out at work. Mm-hmm. Not so easy. No, it was it was quite a process. I went to uh, HR first. This was a few months later. I went to HR first, and they basically told me they didn't know they didn't know what to do. They're like, "Okay, well, tell us how you want to do this." And I had no idea. Like, I don't know. Like, how could you? You know, this is something that happens to one percent of the population once in their life. Like. I would expect that HR would have had something set up. And I think that that company I was working for at the time has possibly made some improvement on that aspect. But I ended up reaching out to someone else who had transitioned within the company and she was able to give me kind of, okay, here's what I did, which kind of gave me a, uh, like a blueprint to follow for myself. And ultimately I ended up just saying, okay, this is going to be my go live date. So why was it important to have a go live date? Why, why was that important to you? It was, it was more of a, you're doing this. You're, you're going to get in there. You're going to, you know, starting this date, you're going to be yourself. And they asked me like, what day do you, do you want to start this? And I was like, well, let's go, let's go with my birthday, my 35th birthday. And so that kind of like, it was, oh yeah, you know, you don't have to do it on that day, but we'll put it down for now. 
and in the end, it was kind of just that that day was okay. I'm moving towards that, and that was it. Just kept me going. It kept me knowing that I was moving towards the correct goal. Yeah, because otherwise you would have been procrastinating, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Hundred <laughs> percent. So, if if I recall correctly, you had a go light go live date, and then you went on vacation. And- uh. Not quite. I went on vacation that when I came out on Facebook, I took a two week vacation so that, you know, kind of the, the, um, the rumor mill at work would kind of settle by the time I came back. Some people would know that we're Facebook friends with my, with me and other people wouldn't. Um, I, at that point I was already out to pretty much my whole team. I'd come out to my boss before that. Um, and come out to her boss as well. And the, then that was in October. And then a couple months, a month, about a month later, um, right before my birthday, I took another week off. And at that point, the director sent out an email that said, you know, this is, you know, what's going on. This person is transitioning. They're now going to be called Veronica. Um, and we expect that you will use the correct pronouns and, and name for this person going forward. So you came back from vacation knowing that that email came out. And I remember you showing me that email and I thought it, I thought it was pretty good at the time that it seemed very supportive, but you came back. How did your coworkers react or how, how did they treat you? My direct coworkers for the most part were pretty good. I had one coworker that, uh, she she acted very supportive, but when as things kind of settled and things would come up, she would ask me more and more inappropriate questions. Uh, like one day I came in in a dress and I wasn't wearing any tights, which I had worn most days before that. And she looked at my legs and she said, well, are you wearing anything under that dress? And I was like, that's not an appropriate question to ask anybody, let alone a trans woman. And um, I didn't report that situation and a few others until a couple years later when I was a little more feeling a little more secure with myself and felt I could bring those things to HR. And um, they kind of, when I brought them to HR, they were like, well, you know, these things happened a couple of years ago and, you know, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it, but you need to let us know sooner. And eventually that the relationship with that coworker escalated to a point where uh, I did not feel comfortable interacting with her anymore. Mm. And, and basically HR really didn't do anything. HR didn't do anything regarding that. No. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so did the way that you were treated, so let's, well, I mean, we can say, we're not going to say where you worked, but you worked in an IT department. Yeah. Um, and so the way that you, cause it, it seems to me like they came out being supportive <laughs> at first. And then as things went on, they became less and less. So, mm-hmm. so did, did the, what you were dealing with. And I think the other thing too, is they became less so, and you became more confident. I think mm-hmm. in the beginning, you took some of those comments, but as you became more confident in yourself and who you were or who you are, you, yeah. you weren't going to take that nonsense anymore. So did, 
Right. Did that play any part in your moving to Seattle? Because um, you were in, because, well, sorry, you were in <laughs> Western New York is where we were mm-hmm. from. So then you moved to Seattle. Yeah, it definitely played into moving into Seattle, moving to Seattle. Um, I remember a little over a year ago, you and I were talking because uh, we were living together at the time. And you mentioned that uh, my uncle, who is gay, had really found his people when he moved to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And that, 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 I don't know if you know this, but that set me off. And I was like, hmm, you know, I could move. At that point, I had applied for, I want to say, about 14 positions between the company I was working for and the other, the rival company in the area. And I'd gotten four or five interviews, all of which I had come out um, as trans during the interview because I felt it was important to for them to understand who I am. And while it's not their business whether or not I'm trans, I like to put it out there so that, you know, if they don't want to give me the job because I'm trans, well, I probably don't want to work there anyways. And so I did a little Google search and I found that Seattle is one of the most trans-friendly cities in, in this country. So I decided, yeah, let's let's give that a try. And so I applied for one job. I applied for a couple others, but the first job I applied for, I got. And I decided I was going to move and take it. Yeah. So, uh, of course, I remember that because we were living together at the time. And you decided, you told me in July that you were going to think about moving to uh, Seattle. And in August, you had a job, you had an apartment, and you were gone. (laughs) Yep. Um, Yeah. And I do remember telling you, I didn't realize that the conversation about Uncle Todd kind of put you in a a position to rethink where you were living because but it was true when he moved from Western New York, where we're from to San Francisco and lived in a fairly consistent gay community. He really he he blossomed in an individual, his confidence, everything. And I think Mm -hmm. I as you know, I've been to Seattle to visit you. And I think the same has pretty much happened to you. You you are confident you are confident and comfortable with who you are. And I think uh, environment certainly has a lot to do with that. Yeah. So how does your current company treat you differently than here in New York? I feel a lot more uh, welcome to report things that like that, that I feel are, you know, uh, I, 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 I like to use the word transphobic. I know you don't like that word as much as, as I do, but um, I, I have reported a handful of things already in the year that I've been here um, regarding things that I felt are biases or transphobia from my coworkers. And while HR doesn't fill me in on exactly what they do for all of those incidents, I feel more listened to. Um, I had one recently, just a couple weeks ago, and HR met with me and we talked for about half an hour to an hour about some of the issues that had gone on with a with an individual that I work with. And I felt a lot more reassured that they were looking into, into the issues and actually going to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny that, yeah, I, I don't really like the word transphobic. It's not that I don't like it, I, but I, I think a lot of it is trans ignorant, if we can use that term. Sure. Um, I, I mean, you that, can use it. I'm not going to, though. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Uh, I think that um, people are, I guess I feel like they're ignorant when they ask you questions of a personal nature. And I Mm -hmm. know we've talked about this. uh, Somebody, uh, people who hardly even know a transgender person feel it's appropriate to ask that person if they're going to have surgery. That's, and, yeah. and we've talked about that. Why don't you talk a, a little bit about why that's not appropriate? Yeah, that's usually one of the first questions that people ask is, are you going to have surgery? In fact, I had some, I had a very close friend to me uh, who was my best friend growing up ask me when I came out to him if I'd already had surgery. And I was sitting there at the time, you know, I had a goatee, like I looked very masculine and I'm just like, what, what kind of question is that? Like, it takes a lot more than just, you know, oh, I'm going to, ha- I'm going to, ha- I'm going to you know, transition. I'm going to have surgery. And um, I ended up telling him later on, I was like, you know, you need to sit down, do a little research on what it means to be trans. Uh, he even asked me uh, one of my favorite questions. I, this is a other question he asked me that was a very interesting question. He asked me, well, what does it mean to be a woman? And my, I just wanted to respond with, listen, you need to sit and think about that answer for yourself. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I told him he needed to sit down and kind of kind of look over what, what it means, what trans, what a trans person is, because it's not being trans is not related to my genitals. Like I'm trans because of my brain. I'm trans because my brain says I'm trans. My brain says I'm a woman, not because of what parts my body has. And it's, it's just like, it's not appropriate for me to, you know, ask someone say, say there's someone at work who has a baby. If the first thing I ask is, did you have an episiotomy? It's really not an appropriate question to ask anybody at work, but it's along the same lines of, are you going to have surgery or have you had surgery? That's, that's a really good example. That's a very good example. Um, Okay, so so let's talk a little bit about, you know, this is this is a podcast that um, my coworkers and uh, employees of my company uh, will be listening to. And I think it's really good that we talked about, you know, a lot of the the things that you've dealt with in the workplace. But let me ask you, what are the, the two or three things that you would like people to to get out of this podcast to be better allies to the transgender community? I think one of the most important thing that uh, most important things that somebody can do to help trans people is really to put their pronouns in their uh, signature for their email at work. Um, since moving to Seattle, I've seen a way more people with their pronouns in their signatures. And well, some people see it as, well, yeah, of course, your name's Sandy. Of course, you're using she, her. But there are men named Sandy, just like there's men named Ashley or other more feminine names or vice versa, uh, like Tony's and, and whatnot. And putting them there helps to kind of normalize pronouns so that everyone sees them and everyone knows what to use for somebody. And it makes trans people feel more comfortable putting their own in there. Uh, when I first transitioned, I had a hard time putting my pronouns in my signature because I felt like I was, you know, it was going to stick out. It was going to stick out as something that was different. And 
but here in Seattle, I just, I just feel like, you know, everyone's got them in there and there's no reason not to. So is it, so along the lines of pronouns, is it okay for me to ask someone? So I'm meeting somebody for the first time, transgender, gay, non-transgender, heterosexual, whatever they are. Um, is it okay to just say, hey, what are your pronouns? Certainly. And I think almost any trans person will will smile and be happy that you asked. Um, I actually had at work one of my one of my favorite moments uh, when I came out at work was somebody stopping me in the hall that I had seen. I'd never really interacted with. I didn't know who they were at the time. Um, and they just stopped me and said, hey, what are your pronouns now? This was literally like the first day I came to work uh, as myself. And it just made me smile like, oh, yeah, my pronouns are this. And then I felt horrible because I didn't ask them their own, their own pronouns. Oh. And... <laughs> And I felt bad that I didn't ask. And I believe they were also trans in some way. So I probably should have. Well, you were a trans baby at the time, right? I mean, you were pretty, was. Pretty, was. New, pretty new coming out. But, but yeah, asking pronouns is, is another thing that should just be normalized. Like, there's no reason not to. It, 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 one of the things I've actually drew, I've drew, kind of pushed uh previous uh, managers on my team when we've done introductions, you know, say your name, what you do, and your favorite ice cream, you know, or something random like that. Just throw in, say your name, your pronouns, what you do, and your favorite ice cream. And it's just, it's one more question, but it's an easy question that, you know, everyone's going to get right for themselves. So why not just throw it in there? Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. I'm going to, I'm going to use that. I do, by the way, I, I know, you know, this should be proud of me. My pronouns are in my email signature. Um, but I did hear someone recently uh, question that and they weren't questioning mine, but they were saying, wow, I don't understand why that's in the signature. And I took that as a, a little bit of a chance to um, educate a little bit. I'm not a, expert by any means. I'm the mother of a transgender daughter, but being able to explain a little bit about why it's important to have those. And as you educated me to normalize um, the pronouns and normalize asking that, um, that question. And I mean, you and I both have educational backgrounds and those teachable moments are one of the best ways to get the message across. Yeah. I agree, oddly <laughs> enough. Um, so anything else that you would want people uh, in the workplace or in their personal life uh, to know or to, um, to understand to be better allies? Um, I, think, I think pronouns and normalizing just about everything is the, the pronouns. I mean, I guess it's all pronouns. Normalizing pronouns, normalizing that people are just people. We, we just want to live our lives. We just want to be ourselves. I'm loving it. And I love you, of course. I love you too. Well, on that note, I guess we will end our podcast. I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to us. I hope that you learned something about the transgender community. I know I learned a lot through my daughter, her transition, and all of those emails that we had in those first weeks. And even uh, the time that we spent living together and uh, even the time we spent getting ready for this podcast. So 
hopefully everybody learned something and enjoyed our podcast. Uh, thank you, V, for doing this. No problem. Anytime. You know where, you know where I live. <laughs> Indeed I do. Goodbye, everyone. This podcast was produced by Stacy Buckley. Today's guests were Sandy Susi and Veronica Susi. This has been a production of BD. BD and the BD logo are trademarks of Beckton Dickinson & Company or its affiliates. Copyright 2021 BD.